Welcome to the Found Podcast, a sort of after show for City Reach Oakton's 5pm service, a place to gather as a church to worship God and hear relevant Bible teaching aimed at youth and young adults. We're here to reflect on the sermons and share what we got out of it to help all of us live a life for God's glory. Today, we return to the book of Matthew to reaffirm the truth that Jesus provides true wholeness. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Found Podcast. We're back here in uh, the 22nd uh, year of the second millennia. Uh, I'm Deacon Percy. And I'm McKenna Paul. Welcome back. Yep, wait, yep, yep, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're here, episode 19. I thought it was Very episode exciting. 18. Uh, no, it's 19. Oh, well... There you go. That's, a, that's, that's embarrassing. A uh, that's okay. Not really embarrassing, but that's all right. Yeah, welcome back. You know, uh, nothing's really changed all that much in like the past month that we've been gone. Yeah, we've just been on rest, on a break, which is important to have. But we're ready to come back and get into things. Yeah. Uh, and just to make sure that we are getting back into things, uh, we've got, we got a bit of news for stuff that's coming up, which you know is normal for us. Yeah, we're having the Australian uh, the Australia Day barbecue soon. Uh, young adults in particular are being asked to help out. So uh, for the young adults, you know, that's a thing that we can do or that you yeah. can do or that I can do and you cannot do, uh, depending on what you want to do. But... It's a thing. Just come show up on Australia Day on the, at the church lawns. It'll be good yeah. if you can. <laughs> yeah. And bring your family, bring your friends, whatever. It'll be a good time. I think we're doing sausages and all that. If you can come, then definitely come because yeah. it's just good. And we'll be outside. So that will keep us mostly COVID safe as well, which is important. Yeah. And an, you know? another very exciting update is that we can finally update Ollie's pop culture counter. It's been since, like, October since we've been able to do this. Um, I really don't think it's been that long, but okay. No, really, the last time was, like, late October because we had a bunch of other people do sermons, and then the last sermon that Ollie did, I think, or at least that we did an episode on, was in early December, and I don't remember. We didn't have any pop culture counter uh, things at that time. Okay, fair enough. McKenna, would you like to describe them? Uh, Based on Ollie's sermon this week, which was on True Hardness, uh, he started off talking about Death to 2021, that Netflix special that I haven't seen. Deacon, have you have you seen his Netflix special? No, not really. I kind of liked 2021, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, it is interesting. The I understand the negativity between the past two years because obviously there's been a pandemic that's been the big thing. And it's, especially in America, I guess it's been a very unsettled time. But, um, but yeah, uh, that was one of them, which I, I haven't seen at all, um, that, but probably won't. And then there was the keep calm posters because uh, I was referring to, you know, how do we keep calm? We just use the keep calm posters, of course, which sort yeah. of isn't really pop culture, but then a lot of the key calm posters are pop culture related. So it counts. But yeah, he's currently at 12. So congratulations to Ollie for being at 12. Yeah. Anyways, Deacon, I think we should get into this week's sermon. So... I mean, yeah, I guess we um, have to, kind of. That is, that is sort of the entire point of the film podcast because we're here to, you know, reflect and dissect each sermon every week except for the last summer that happened at the end of last year because we didn't get around to that all right so getting on to what this week's sermon was actually about uh let's talk a little bit about matthew what do you think mckenna well 
Matthew is a pretty cool book of the Bible that if you haven't noticed, we've been secretly just been going through throughout the past few years um, mm-hmm. at Found. And this week we started, um, I would say new series, but really it's just continuing the series of Matthew with Matthew, Matthew chapter eight, as we return to let's faith it. But it was um, based on verses one to eight. And I think a really good summary of what this passage is is from verse two, which says some men brought him to a paralyzed man lying on a mat when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, take heart, son, your son, your sins are forgiven. But Ollie used uh, this passage to begin the year, I guess, exploring where we find true wholeness and also, I guess, answers to our questions and desires because, you know, we st- we're starting a new year. You know, some of us are, are probably unsure about some things, maybe where uni is going or maybe just even bigger things like, like the pandemic or climate change and stuff. And so even though this is probably, I'd say, I don't know if you probably agree with this man with this deacon but you know this is not a message that is um groundbreaking in any sense you know like jesus of course is is what truly fulfills us but i think it's a good reminder as we give this year that that he is the answer um, to our soul what do you think about that do you still hear me all right yeah i think it is good to have this reminder at the start of a fresh year after being away for like a month because it can be easy to like uh break the habits and uh fall back into being lazy about faith even in a short span of like just a few weeks which i found myself doing a little bit but we'll get into that later yeah i i really do agree with that idea Dick, that we do need that reminder and you know of course we have been on break that's a good point yeah i really like that uh as we continue just through sort of i guess what else ollie was talking about he also i think what was really this is what i found really interesting that he you know, he, he, he identified something that I really hadn't thought about, which is, I guess, yeah, the point of miracles in a way. You know, he talks about how Jesus didn't just see the obvious problem um, with this man, um, which was the which was paralysis, but he also, I guess, saw the foundational form and condition in a way, which is the paralysis, as always says, the paralysis in the man's heart. That's really in everyone's heart. And I guess talking about sin and how, uh, you know, we are separated from God, that we have this spiritual condition that, means that we are separated from him because of the sin. And I think it's really interesting to see how... We're also separated physically. <laughs> no, yeah. Separated kind of, but also it, not really because God's everywhere, so... True. Never mind, but forget I, I said anything. I know what you mean as well, so... But yeah. and We are currently not in heaven. We are no. currently not in heaven, exactly. And I think it's also interesting because he connects actually to the idea of divine authority, which is not a biblical concept I've heard too much about with that specific term. But I suppose I did that you know, because like, you know, I think there's a part where he says, you know, that's like, you know, if I, you know, what is easier um, to do, um, take up, you know, take up your man of walk or, or, or forgive someone's sins. And the idea that he can do both, I'm sure that he has that divine authority. Like, I think that is really, um, really amazing um, mm-hmm. that, he, that, he, that he uses that to show it. And I guess, I guess essentially it's just a fun way of saying, you know, God's all powerful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because that divine authority, he can do whatever he wants. Yes. And of course, he is a good God, so he does good and things. Divine authority is a very fun way to say it. It is very fun. And, and going from that divine authority, you know, yeah, speaking Ollie, of fun, <laughs> he concluded the sermon with, it's, "How do we respond to what Jesus done?" And I really like this. You know, he he identifying, I guess, three responses: was resistance from the Pharisees, interest in the general crowd, and faith from the main men and also even um in the following part like from verse nine where um it's the calling to matthew you know these three different um, responses and i think that's very 
uh, just such a, I don't know, it was just really helpful and sort of, you know, I mean, we shouldn't always put people in boxes, but it is a good way of categorizing how we respond to what Jesus has done, not just in trying to fix our hearts, but of course through his sacrifice on the cross. Yeah. Yeah, I think one thing that I saw was also really fascinating, which is the idea of, I guess, Ollie often does this, you know, this, he often, you know, looking at the culture. Let's, yeah, let's make Ollie us. aware of his habits. Yeah, let's make him aware of his I mean, I think he's aware of them. Probably Ollie, here, here, here it comes. Are you ready? <laughs> but the idea that he always, you know, looking at, you know, what is it that our generation, you know, as young people, I mean, he's young as well. He's pretty young. Um, you know, what, what do we see as what we struggle with and like, I guess, trying to find meaning and place in the world? And it's really interesting how we try to die, how he tries to diagnose the world, you know, diagnose it with the paralysis in the heart, as we said before. Yeah, I think, you know, particularly art, because at our age, you know, like we're at the point where, you know, where I'm just at the, at, at the end of school or just done uni or study full time job, uh, if you're not going to uni and just looking for a place <laughs> in the world. Full time work. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big people like Gaffey's and anyway. stuff like that. You know, like, so we're looking for meaning or we're finding our place, finding our purpose in, in our job and stuff or with, or with who we're going to be with for our lives, maybe, you know, and just like facing our struggles more and more, you know, you know what I mean? that be that mental health or, or just our worries, general worries and fears. And, you know, we, we go to many things to find healing for, for the hurt that we often feel. And I feel like, and like, I don't think the idea of Jesus is the ultimate answer downgrades necessarily other things that we can use to help with our with ourselves you know like with mental health you know taking um particular medicines are prescribed to and stuff like that and that is stuff provided by god i would say that helps but but i guess being reminded that that our yearning and stuff and all that can only i guess be responded by christ who can heal our soul but but i feel like it's also difficult to talk about because ollie kept saying this thing about you know this doesn't undermine our legitimate worries, or our legitimate fears and struggles, but I hope not. But we still have... Well, then we're just left struggling with our legitimate yeah. worries and fears while trying to ignore them. It's true. Like the reality is, they are legitimate for us, and Christ cares enough about them still to cover all of them because we know that He will help us in everything. But how do we? I wonder how do we talk about this with others in a way that I guess is like, you know, like if someone maybe is a non-christian or just even still a christian and they're sharing their struggles like how do we talk to them about like going you know christ is the answer without just ignoring their problem hmm uh, i know i know i have an answer to that one because i've had a, like a very very small amount of experience with that kind of thing but i i think it's just kind of like the idea of you know combining the worlds like taking taking the struggles seeing it from the human perspective, seeing it from like the divine perspective, and then I guess working through it from there. Uh, I feel like you do make a good point that like you're sort of like, you're working through it. And I feel like you got to go slowly when you're sort of like wanting to tell someone that Jesus is the answer to their problems. Because like, yeah. you know, if someone comes over to you and goes, oh man, I just had this terrible thing or you know, this horrible event happened or I've just found out I'm diagnosed with this. And you can't sit there and go, oh, Jesus is the answer. Like, you're sort of, like, almost completely... It feels like that to them. It feels like just, like, like, yeah. The, yeah, you've ignored Ignoring the issues. Just like, for... Exactly. And, and that's... Jesus is the answer, for sure, and the, the, the foundation of our soul. But 
But I think that's still trying to like slowly build up to that and just like be supportive for them and show Jesus is the answer for your actions of loving and caring for them, just as Jesus shows throughout the Gospels and really even now um, through the Holy Spirit. I think that's sort of, I guess, how I feel like we should approach it. And I feel like that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I think it might also help if you like use your own experiences of how God's helped you through your problems to like, I, you know, I, I guess just like, yeah, set it as an example for, for the understanding of others, maybe. I don't know. No, that's not, that's totally true as well. Using, yeah, using our experience as well is a great way because that, and it just makes it, because it makes it more real. Because, like, often, especially for those who maybe are maybe not really of the faith, you know, like, you know, sitting there and being told that, oh, Jesus is the answer, like some thing up in the air, it doesn't really feel a very helpful solution but if you can draw your own experience as well that is combined with your experience with christ then it just seems a lot more feasible i suppose hmm. is, that, uh, is there anything you want to add about i guess um about jesus's divine authority yeah i could do that so uh just in case you didn't know uh jesus has divine authority he did uh when he was alive and he does now being not on earth anymore which is cool because uh thanks well as as we all know at least i think even though i just said for those of you who don't know you know jesus died on the cross um so that all of us sinners could be given healing and well forgiveness for our sins which is very fun because it means we don't have to like slaughter animals anymore uh that's not actually the point but yeah um as ollie said uh in the sermon jesus tells us as he told the paralyzed man when he was, you know, lowered into in front of him that we are healed through our faith in him, which, you know, is, is pretty good. And Incredible. yeah, it, 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 you know what, McKenna, it really is. It really is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't think it needs to be said that, um, you know, the healing just doesn't apply to us physically. It's, most of it's just like the spiritual stuff yeah i think a response to sin that we can often find ourselves with at least i mean i know i feel it is just guilt can be overwhelming could be mild but you know it's not fun you feel bad after you do a bad which doesn't just necessarily do apply to christians because anyone can feel guilt for doing something wrong but either way having uh, the fact that Jesus has already forgiven all of that allows us to shed that burden of guilt and to move forward to be better, which, Mm. yeah, it, yeah, it's good that we have that capacity to grow while being able to forgive ourselves as we've already been forgiven by God. And, And it releases us, you know, that's why I feel like, you know, you know, in the Bible and often, in, in church settings, you know, talk about Christ is, you know, we are free in Christ because he does, he, he can take that, that layer of burden off us. And it's a genuine taking it off that, that he literally, you know, if we sit there and like, you know, God, I repent I, and, I, and I want your forgiveness, he gives it yeah because he's already paid. Uh, it's already because, given. So. Yeah, it is already given because he's paid it on the cross. So, you know, and so like acknowledging that he, that he has done that and therefore you don't need to feel that anymore. It's such a wonderful thing. But then I feel like, but I feel like often, even so myself at least, like sometimes 
you do that and you still feel a bit of that guilt or that burden. Yeah, I think that's interesting because even though we know that he has that divine authority and we see, and I, and I myself have seen evidence in his own life of him working through that and it's just so awesome. But I still feel that burden. And I feel like it also just highlights then that it's not just giving it over. Like it is giving it over to Christ. But to give it over to Christ means you need to let go of it yourself as well. And you need to, in a way, forgive yourself. Like, not like, not like just forgive, like, just you. But in the sense of going, like, I've given over to Christ. Therefore, I myself do not, to, do not need to feel that guilt. Like, actually, like, release yourself from it as well. I think that's also going to be the tricky part. Because, if, because his divine authority was was used there to sacrifice himself and then atone for our sins. And that's, that's an incredible thing. And we need to really respect that, I suppose, by actually accepting it and, and taking that burden away. Like we think beating out, beating ourselves up is, you know, it's helpful a solution, but it's not, not really. No, um, no, it's not. It's not it's even a good though we just ruin your ego and not really get anywhere. Yeah. Or like, like I mean, it's important to humble ourselves and know that we are broken and and, yeah. and always going to be on this time on earth but it's also it's a balance you know but it's also important that we don't just we don't just wallow in it as well because it's just that it's always that self-destructiveness in a way that if we are reminded of christ and know that he that he has forgiven us and we can accept that is such a wonderful gift and i think you know we need to always keep reminding ourselves that yeah you know and i think when we you know as we talk about i guess the application and I think one way to really apply that is to have, um, um, you know, fellow Christians, fellow people around you. And as we, we always talk about community and the importance of it, but it's especially important here, I feel like, because when we have those struggles and when we feel like we're beating ourselves up or we're struggling to find our own, to, to forgive, to ask for forgiveness, or just, you know, be feel by that guilt, we can have others around us who remember um, ask those truths who can lift us up through um through his spirit to do it like i myself found that so helpful to have people who can just sit there and go well you don't need to feel bad about it like it is really fine like yeah. even you know even they go i forgive you because because you know, they have learned that forgiveness from christ and it, you know this really goes back to our our episode of forgiveness you know like sometimes it can be hard to forgive and i'm sure and you know the fact that god forgives all the time um, is incredible um, but yeah. that's how much love he has for us, and that, and that is something we we should try and train ourselves to remember. And, and I think a great way of doing that is by being reminded by others. Yeah, and I think also just like um, you know, while we're while we're on the train of positivity and like forgiveness and stuff, uh, don't use the fact that we've already been forgiven as a way to just like shed yourself of consequence i guess like mm. having to having to think about uh where we've gone wrong and how we can avoid going wrong in the future mm. but yeah it's two things to it like firstly like even though we have found forgiveness that doesn't mean sometimes we face a consequence in the real world you know yeah. that's like breaking law and stuff but just a the, found... like a lot of the time we might not face the consequences like i've like i've yeah. gotten away with a bunch of lies in my life and i didn't feel that guilty about it yeah, moving on from that, another interesting point of application, therefore, you know, because we were talking about it before, the responses of faith, which we sort of covered, as well as res- uh, resistance, which, you know, is resistance. But the other one that I thought was really interesting is just the response of interest, which we see in, in Matthew 9, beginning of it, um, just the, or, the the crowd going in awe and just sort of being amazed by that. And it was interesting that Oli pointed out that that doesn't necessarily 
Matthew's not necessarily that's like a good way of responding. You know, it's sort of like it's almost like it's like a lukewarm response. Like it's amazing, but they're not um, making a choice. And I just was reflecting on that after and just going, I feel like a good amount of people in my life, you know, even maybe some more like lukewarm Christians or just some non Christians, but I've had faith conversations with, like sort of seem to be in that camp. They're that camp of, you know, they're interested and they sort of want to know Christ more. But, 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 you know, they, 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 don't want to, they don't want to give up the comforts of the world or even um, the comfort of the values that they have that maybe don't align with Christ sometimes. And so they never really accept him. And I just thought that was really... Yeah, I know that. I suppose, yeah, exactly. Like, I think it's very interesting um, to think about that. And, and, and especially, you know, people, our friends, I feel like, Deacon, you know, we, and I mean that as a general sense, you know, we, that many of them are searching and trying to really make their choice on what they're going to do. And so, and I, and I just feel like I meet so many people who just go, yeah, I, I like, you know, I, I like the idea of God. I like the idea of Jesus or, or just like, but I actually do think he's real in some ways, but I can't give up what I believe in. So or I, I disagree with this so much or, or this culture is bad and I just can't align myself with that, that they don't, you know, that they don't want to give up um, what they are, I guess, you know, I guess what all these guys' comforts, which made me aren't always yeah. like that, but. I think there's an interesting point though to be made about like the outsider's perspective because I think this isn't entirely based on experience or anything, but I feel like there's a general view from uh, non-religious people that be like ad- ad- uh, adopting like a religious lifestyle is supposed to make things easier when that's not what it's about. It's not what it's about. Like you know, it can it makes some things easier. Like you know, burden of sin, and we were just talking about how, like, you know, we can forgive ourselves for that, but, like, and a bunch of other stuff, purpose of believing in God and following God isn't to have an easier life or to have a more comfortable life, it's, you know, because we, you know, we know God to be real, and we want to follow him, and a lot of the time, that, well, maybe not a lot of the time, but, you know, there's, uh, like, you know, there's the ease, and there's the challenge in that, there's comfort and there's discomfort like any lifestyle really but yeah you know there are certain truths that may be harsh that we'll have to confront and that maybe we don't want to believe in but well that it'll be the truth either way i mean i'm not going to claim to know all the truths because like you know i've i've only like gone serious about the whole christian thing within like fairly recently in my life so i'm probably like one of the least qualified people to talk about that kind of thing but you know, you get what i mean yeah and even then like as a whole christian community there are disagreements about about, about different things and that's yeah and that's okay and really the, in like a community of several billion people there would be people with differing viewpoints exactly but then also it's still the thing that foundationally all those workers can believe that jesus christ is the son of god son of man and it died on the cross to save us. That is the foundational thing, and that is what. Yeah. That is what, and that is the one thing you cannot change. Like if you don't believe that, then yeah, then what? Then what is it? Sort yeah. of thing. And I think the other interesting thing too, as you were saying before about, you know, like something that is a positive lifestyle or something that is um, that is that is a better one in a way. And I suppose the other thing that I often see is also like, is it a is it a choice that benefits me? is the other thing as well, you know, because we, you know, yeah. we do live in a culture where it's like, yeah, it's about me or it's about what I get out of it. 
We live in the age of convenience, yeah. Yeah, we live in the age of convenience and about what, what we get out of it. And obviously, Christianity is completely flipped in that. It's, like, well, it's not about what we can get out of it. I mean, we get a lot out of it. It says we get, we get salvation, which like, like, what else would you really want? Um, you know, getting <laughs> yeah. in heaven. But it is actually about serving God. It's about yeah. selfless. And I feel like... It's and, like and Christmas. I, it's about giving. It's about, yeah, it's, it's about giving your whole life to, to God. Yeah. Um, you know, you're know, a creator. And I feel like, and when I told someone sort of that idea, it's, it's not about, it's not even about you really. It's actually about serving. It's sort of like, like for them, that was sort of like, wait, like sort of a bit surprising in a way. And I feel like that's really, really interesting that I guess people still, and it makes sense, you know, we live in a world where it is, it is about, you know, what we get out of it. So naturally something of our religion or Christianity would apply that, but, it, but it's not really, it's completely flipped. And I think, I think it's good to remember that you know, to share the idea that this is not about us. It's actually about serving our God and our Lord and our Savior. Yeah. And so, yeah, I guess I was encouraged by the sermon in that way to sort of, I guess, try and engage more with people who are in this sort of interest camp, you know, like those who, you know, you can kind of see that they could, you know, I feel like we all know those people. There's people who you have had faith conversations with about Jesus or just about religion in general, who you can kind of see is going, oh, they actually, they might be able to believe. There's, there's a chance, um, almost, but maybe have never really accepted them yet. And we should really try and engage with those people more and actually talk to them and understand um, where they're come, coming from. Maybe where those misconceptions are, you know, for example, like it's about, you know, what do I get out of it, you know, sort of thing and stuff like that. And I feel like that is really a great way because we can help then turn that interest into a faith, obviously through God's strength and not our own, but I feel like that's something that I've really have taken away from this sermon. Is there anything that you've taken away of note, Deacon? Yeah, yeah. That was that was weird phrasing. I apologize. Actually, no, I don't. There's, there's no reason to. Yeah, at, at the end of it, uh, Ollie asked like a few questions about how we respond to being restored to God through Jesus. And I think those questions about how we go about our faith is can be very interesting to like our growth. Like he asked about uh, resistance, interest, and yeah, faith. And also oh, the question of if Jesus's divine authority is something that confronts us. And I think it's just something interesting that can, that might be able to challenge us. I mean, I don't really find anything confronting about it, but you know, I can't say for everyone. Uh, I just thought it was cool. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, we already said this like a few seconds ago, but, you know, we need to be ready to give our all to God and put our absolute faith in him because, you know, it's sort of, I guess not technically a demand of like the Christian lifestyle, but it's like, you know, it's it's what we want to do, at least most of us or some of us. I don't know. Yeah, we brought it up a while earlier, but I think in the break that we've had, over the past month or so and in the new year that I've drifted a little from the dedication that I had right before we took five. And I'm now that we're, now that we're back, I'm feeling ready to come back and keep on serving. So Mm. yeah, I think it was just encouraging to be able to come back after a while. Yeah. And I think that there's even the challenge in going like, yeah, I think that's really great that we that you can say like I'm ready to 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 come and serve again. And I think it's obviously and like I think the challenge for us is how do we stay, how do we continue to put absolute faith in Him? Then we are on break, quote unquote. You know, how do we serve Him? 
and serve others you know, during Christmas. And so that's what we sort of, I guess, looked at the end of last year. And I think it's just a good reminder to know that, that serving God and absolute submission to him never stops. Um, it should never stop. And sometimes it does, obviously. And, you know, there's yeah. forgiveness in that we talk about. But, yeah, but I think it's great that at the end of the day, we can still, the choices, you know, we can't change the past, but right now what we can do is make a choice whether or not we give absolute trust and, and accept his divine authority and therefore come back to serve him again or continue to serve him. And I think, yeah, that's a, that's a really great way. And so I'm sure both, I'm sure, you know, we both hope that we can just continue to serve him throughout this year and for the rest of our lives. And for everyone out there as well, that, you know, we hope also and pray also that they are ready to continue serving whether that be in your home or work or school and uni, um, your church and all that, like I think, or youth. Yeah, I'm really excited for the year ahead and, and what it brings yeah. for all of us, really, those inside City Ridge and those outside. So, Welcome to yeah. 2022. Get ready. Welcome to 20, yeah, welcome to 2022. It's already been, it's already been quite a year. It's already right? been over almost three weeks. It's been quite a start to the year, I don't know. It's, it's, uh, this is being recorded on the 20th. But we, uh, we've hoped your first 20 days of the year have, have gone well and beyond. And yeah, remember that Jesus has that divine authority. Oh, also don't forget that we have the barbecue. This is Australia Day. That's next Wednesday. You mentioned really it at the beginning, but just in case you forgot, uh, we're here yeah. to just really drill it into your head. Well, yeah, exactly. I know. I'm just reminding. Yeah, and we hope also that you have a good and a good and safe Australia Day and good week ahead. You know, COVID is still sticking around, so make sure you stay safe. Um, impossible. I'll also note that the 9 a.m. and 11 morning, the morning services at Seabridge Oakton are happening online only uh, for both the English and Chinese congregation. So oh, that's uh, check, yeah, check the socials and, and, and slash all their website uh, for more information. However, the 5 p.m. found service is still going ahead as of this recording, uh, although you should probably check before you come regardless just to make sure. Because uh, really, think, a lot of things are changing and moving around the place. So keep an ear on those things. Uh, but until then... Um, yeah, it'll we'll be embarrassing next... if you show up and no one else is there. Or it might not I mean, be because no one else will be able to see your embarrassment. But like, either way, double yeah. check, triple check. Just make sure. Exactly. Oh, yeah, But we'll see you uh, next week for another episode of The Found Podcast. Hopefully, we'll Unless circumstances better. don't allow it. Exactly. But hopefully with slightly better audio quality. Deacon out. Deacon out. The Found Podcast is part of City Reach's family of podcasts that bring glory to God and joy to the city. It is hosted and written by myself, McKenna Paul, and Deacon Percy. Music is by Campbell James. Our producer is Pastor Ollie Van Roof, and we are very grateful for this opportunity to serve. If you'd like to keep up with the Found sermons that happen every week, then please subscribe to this podcast feed. You can also check out the City Reach Oakton podcast feed to listen to the morning sermons. You can visit City Reach Oakton in person by visiting our Sunday services that happen at 9am, 11am and 5pm. We'd love to see you there. And if you want to go deeper into the Bible, we have community groups every Wednesday at the church offices in the Red Building. It's a big glowy City Reach sign. You cannot miss it. We also have the youth program on Friday nights for students from year 6 to 12. Find out more about the wider City Reach family, please visit cityreach.com.au. And if you would like to send us any feedback or prayer requests, then you can email us using found at cityreach.com.au.